Blog Talk Radio. Archangels, ghosts, and Bigfoot, oh my. It's just another night for Supernatural Girls. Real stories, real answers to life's biggest supernatural mysteries. And now, for another exciting interview with paranormal experts from this world and others. Here's your host, paranormal researcher Patricia Baker, on the one, the only, Supernatural Girls. Welcome, everyone, to another exciting episode of Supernatural Girls Radio. I'm your host, Patricia Baker, and I'm here with my co-host, PK. PK, how you doing tonight all the way from Tucson? Doing great. It's nice, the nice breeze. It's beautiful today. Jealous Warm, here. not overly hot. <laughs> no. Jealous here. It's chilly. Oh, no. Well, you're just going to have to keep blowing some hot air this way. We need it. We need it bad. Oh, there's we a lot of hot air through the winter. <laughs> I know. You're not kidding. More hot air than we've got to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> now, I just want to let everybody know again in two weeks, Dr. Richard Gallagher, board-certified psychiatrist, Harvard-trained, also an exorcist. He's going to be with us and telling us all about how he decides if somebody is truly possessed or mentally ill and how does he handle it. We're going to hear right from him. He's been on the show before, about three years ago. We've been waiting mm-hmm. for his new book to come out, and it's it's coming out, and he's going to be on the show, so don't miss it. It's going to be a great one. So Definitely. tonight we have... Definitely. Such a beautiful lady. Oh, my God. She's absolutely gorgeous, super perceptive, intuitive, psychic, medium. Here she is. She is from the French Quarter, and she's known as the French Quarter medium and astrologer, Maria Shaw. She's with us tonight, and she's one of the most popular and beloved astrologers. We love her. We're so glad she's here. She has millions of fans and followers and she is known for her amazing accuracy and predictions. You've seen her on television, I'm sure. She's been on every network imaginable. She's been to VH1, MTV. She's been on the Tony Danza show. And what was that other one I just saw, 90-minute something, fiancé, something like that? Looks very interesting. Oh, yeah. Now, the show itself. I know. I've, I never even heard of it, but Maria's on it. It's got to be great. And, again, she is here with us only for a half hour, so we're going to jump right to Maria in just a minute. But I now want to tell you what's happening for the last hour of the show because guess who's going to join us? Joe Lawson, Maria's husband. And he is a seasoned paranormal investigator. He is a master manifester, and he has a lifetime of adventures in haunted locations. And now that the veil is getting even thinner as we walk towards Halloween, he's going to tell us all about how he's been manifesting like crazy. He's going to teach us how to do it, and we know we need to know. We definitely, definitely need to know. <laughs> yes, yes. So let's get Maria on the show with us. Maria, welcome to the show. 
Well, thank you, ladies. Thanks for having me. And and welcome to Halloween season. Uh, this is one of our yeah. favorite times of year, isn't it? It is. Yes, it is good. indeed. Yes. I know you're super busy, but so thank you so much for joining us on the show tonight. And you're doing something that we have never heard of before. So tell us, please, how how can this happen? How can we find this information? Well, um, not most people get their astrology charts read to find out about their future, uh, maybe their past lives, um, what their sole purpose is, when they're going to meet somebody. Astrology is a great tool to dig into you know, where you've come from, your sole purpose, your life lesson. But after somebody transitions to the other side, your birth chart, or their natal chart, I should say, their birth chart, can also tell us what they're doing in the afterlife. And it can also tell us what karma they've left behind on the earth plane, what, who received them on the other side. And usually it's one or two people, sometimes more, but we can pinpoint um, the people and also the likelihood of what type of life they're going to reincarnate back into if they indeed are going to reincarnate. So it's a wonderful tool to use. Um, some astrologers do do this. Um, some don't. I mean, they just do predictive type with the transits. But because my sun sign is in the eighth house of my chart, which is the house of death and the afterlife, I think I kind of gravitate toward sharing, you know, some healing messages um, with people. It really, it really helps a lot of people after you maybe deliver a message from a loved one and channel a message, and then you look into that loved one's chart and find out, you know, what they're, um, what, the, what they're doing in the afterlife and what their karma is. It's a really cool technique. That is. Fabulous. It's so much information. I mean, that's a tremendous amount of information. Now, do you do this for people in a in a single reading? You're able to reveal um, this? I can. I can. Most of the times um, what I'll do is I'll do that um, in a like a gallery setting. I'm right now doing some things with the medium Thomas John from Lifetime Network, the Seatbelt Psychic. And he and I are doing oh, yeah. different tours at different spots around the country. And he will channel a message. And then I'll ask that person for the loved one's birth date. I'll key it into my computer on my laptop, pull up a chart, their chart, and then tell them who received them. Like there was a lady in the audience about a month ago that he picked up the lady's father. The daughter was there and the sister. Her, um, and um, I was able to tell them that a Libra lady had helped receive the father when he made the transition. I said, who's the Libra woman? And they said, well, that's our mother on the other side. And it showed Ah. that the karma between him and the mother was not finished, and she had confirmed that they had been divorced. So I said, he is coming back. He's going to reincarnate and come back and try to get relationships right. And I said, in a former lifetime, um, he fought in a war, and he used swords or knives. And she said that in this current lifetime before he passed, he was an avid uh, knife collector. And there were some other oh things that I told her, too, that made sense. I, I, don't, I don't overly exaggerate anything because it's got to show in the chart. So sometimes, like you said, that's a lot of information. Sometimes somebody, mm-hmm. it'll show in the chart a lot, and sometimes it may just show a little bit. You know, like somebody's on the other side. I picked up somebody that um, was singing, was, was um, singing and playing guitar on the other side as they were welcoming people in. And she said that her brother was, this was another issue, or another um, couple, 
said that um, their brother was a musician in this lifetime that had passed. So, I mean, the charts will tell us a lot, and it brings people a lot of peace, I think, to know that their loved ones are still doing things that they love and connecting with people they love on the other side. Yeah, you know, and I've never I would heard think of it's astrology before. It's so interesting, Maria. What a change that people can actually see both sides of things now. Yeah, there's an old formula that I learned, and I was at an astrologer's convention, the um, AFA, gosh, when I first started astrology like 25, 30 years ago, and they taught us a formula of with the prenatal eclipse and birth dates and Arabic parts that you could tell your last transition, the year that you died, how many years you're going to spend in transition, and what the karma was, what the, the, the sex that you were, um, and what you died from. And I did mine, and it was so amazing. I mean, I, I, I said that I had family karma. And in this lifetime, when I reincarnated here, you know, several years ago, <laughs> I found that I do have a lot of family lessons and family issues. So it's, it's, a, it's another amazing tool that astrology can offer. That is fabulous. Now, the yeah, it's, is on your website. It also that, correct? it also gives people a lot of hope, I think, because they don't feel like there really is an ending. So you're showing them there is no ending. It keeps going. Yeah, it's just that when I do channeling work as a medium also, and I talk to people on the other side, and I've been doing this also for a long time, the one thing that sticks out in my mind is there's a familiar um, – message to was from a lot of spirit on the other side that says this i'm not dead i'm not dead i'm I'm just and i'm living a different life so even though they're not in a physical form living our energy goes somewhere right so they're a form of energy just like we're a form of energy sitting here talking through the, the airwaves here yeah we're physically here but they're in another dimension still living life in another way and i think that's what a lot of people try to get the message across to their loved ones. I'm still here. I can still visit you. You can't see me, but I'm here, you know. Yeah. And I think the best description I ever heard of death was when somebody said to a medium, it's like I was sitting in one chair, and then all of a sudden I was dead and I was sitting in another chair. That's how simple it was. I love that description. I think it just says it all. Yeah, that's, I, there's just so many ways that people can, um, I guess, heal using the mediumship, those, those types of sim- symbolisms. If, if, I think the more spiritually evolved that we become, I'm not saying death is any easier if we lose a loved one, but we do have hope, like you said. You know, there's hope that there's more, and more and more people believe in reincarnation and karma and all these types of things. So I always figured that before I pass on, I'm going to state what I want to be in my next lifetime. I'm going to say I want to live in Italy. I want to have a charmed life. I want to be whatever it is. I want to be very detailed. So I'm affirming what I'd like to do because I'm going to affirm on the other side with my spiritual guidance team when I come back, right, when I'm going to come back, what I'm going to be. But if I can do it maybe before I pass on in this lifetime, you know, close to the the point of death, if I can remember, you know, if I'm of sound mind, I think I'd like to affirm that, just like we manifest. You know how we manifest, you know, that we want more money or we want a better job. Why not manifest what we'd like to, to see in our next lifetime? It sounds so that's fabulous. a great idea. Did you have, yeah. Did you do any, any teaching in that direction to help people learn what, which direction to 
go towards? Yeah, because, you know, our current chart, our current chart will show us what our life lesson is, our karmic lesson, and our soul purpose. And we choose those things after we make our transition and we work with our spiritual guidance team, our ancestors, our angels, our spirit guides, and we come up with a plan of when we'd like to come back to the earth plane, what type of body we'd like to be in, what challenges we want to face, what's, what lessons we want to learn. And remember, the soul wants to get back to the earth plane to finish the lesson. So the soul doesn't mind taking on a hard lesson. The ego, when we're born into that body uh, that we're going to use to help us get through these lessons, doesn't like hardship. So the more spiritually evolved we are, we're going to, you know, the more able we're to accept our karma and work on it. So I always tell people that are going through challenging times, you know, you chose this, your soul chose this. So you want to ask, why is this happening for me rather than why is it happening to me? You know, don't mm. look at it from a victim standpoint. Look at it, why is it happening for me? How can it help me soul growth-wise? You know, and then I've been doing another another class uh, last month, and I'm going to be teaching it in Minneapolis um, the 15th, and then I'm going to be teaching it in Saginaw, Michigan on the 21st. Um, what a soul does within the first 40 days after it leaves the body. And um, I did this as a webinar back in September, and people wrote me and said, you know, I thought this was going to be one out of the four webinars I did that month, that this was probably going to be one I wasn't going to be that interested in, but, you know, I signed up for the bundle, so I'm going to listen, and they said it was unbelievable that the information, I was even crying on the webinar, the information is so deep and powerful that it ended up being their favorite one. So no, most people need to, you know, yeah, most people need to recognize that, you know, death that's a word, you know. It's we're not really dead. We're just in a different form of life, and we have plans. And we we start right when we pass on. We start a process, and for the first forty days after we pass, there's a different different steps that we go through. And then the day of reckoning, whether we choose to come back right away, or whether or right away could be a hundred years, right, in soul life, or whether we mm-hmm. decide just to stay on the other side. So it's a day of reckoning. Now, Maria, we've heard from from some mediums that we've had on the show that once somebody passes, that they don't recommend trying to connect with them or talk with them until a few days have passed. Do, do you find that to be true or not? Um, I find sometimes it's easier to connect with um, spirit a couple days after they pass because the first uh, two to three days they are getting acclimated to being in spirit form, to being in energy form. And usually what spirit will do, or people before they make their complete transition to the afterlife, is they'll visit family. They'll go visit family. They'll go to places to, to see everybody, to say goodbye, et cetera, you know, energetically. And so they're busy doing those things, and they're at usually at their wake, their funeral if there is one, um, sometimes to see who showed up, sometimes to see who didn't. But they're around comfort <laughs> family. That's why I, I think they come in dreams right after they – all of my parents who have passed, they've come in a dream the night that they passed on, uh, like mm-hmm. a visitation. So I, I kind of agree. I think that you ought to let the, let the spirit, um, you know, kind of get acclimated and come back and visit for a couple days. Yeah. Right. And then make out after yeah. Now, when you see that who's going to be meeting these uh, these people of past, do you ever see that they're going to be met by their pets? 
by animals? Yes. Yes. Pets are the most unconditional lovers of all. They love us unconditionally. You know, they're, they're brought, you can hear my dogs in the, in the back barking a little bit often right now. <laughs> um, yes, they're waiting for us on the other side. Yes, they are. A lot of times you will see um, the energy in the chart if the person was a pet lover, if the, you know, that type of thing too. But yes, of course. What I usually do when I see is I see the person's birth sign. Like I will say, there was a Capricorn and a Sagittarius that came over to receive them. And then I'll ask the client, who might that be? And nine times out of ten, they immediately know, unless it was somebody that went way before them. Like let's say they had a daughter and the mother died, but the the, the daughter doesn't know the great-grandmother, but the mother did. So you kind of have to figure uh-huh. out the birth energy. And then you can also tell by the energy in the eighth house who came to help them cross over, and I can describe the energy of that person, male, female, sometimes what they look like or their personality. And nine times out of ten, they'll be able to connect who it is. That's great. Again, PK, don't you think that would bring such a level of comfort knowing that you're going to die, but on the other side is your mom, for example, because I know you and your mom were very close. So, Yeah, it it brings a whole other level of comfort. Yeah, it'll show in your Pardon? chart right now. You don't have to wait till you know, someone passes on to see who's going to receive them. I mean, I, I did a reading today for a lady that was, like, uh, in her late 40s. She's not, I said, when you pass on one day, many, many, many years from now, there's going to be a blah, blah, blah that's going to help you cross over, you know, this person, that person. And she knew who they were. And I said, and sometimes these people may not have passed on just yet because you may not pass on for 40 years. This person may be your husband, it could be your sister, it could be somebody still living for a long time, but they may go before you and be ready to receive you. So it'll show uh-huh. right now who's in your birth chart, who could, pay, who could be ready to receive you, whether they're past or here. That's now, fabulous. does your birth chart also tell you when you're going to die? Yes, it does, but I do not study that. That's one thing I don't want to know. That's between you and God between you and the universe, that's your soul contract. But we do have about six or seven exit points um, in our lifetime. And some of these can be shown astrologically as well. But my mother wanted to find out when she was going to pass. She was an astrologer. And so she, she looked at her chart, and she threw that chart across the table and said, I don't want to look at it anymore. It showed oh that my. she was going to die young, and she died at age 50. But I don't want to huh? learn that. There's, an, there's oh, a part yeah. of that chart. But I'll tell you what, if you send it, if you send your, like my Aunt Esther did, she sent her chart over to India. Because in India, they eat, breathe, astrology, everything is mm-hmm. handled by the stars and the moons, even marriages, even today. And my aunt sent it over. It came back. She wanted to know when she was going to die, what she was going to die of. She had to have her doctor interpret it because it was all written in Indian. So he interpreted it for her, and she did die at the time that was said and of what was said. No kidding. I I was at, wow. (laughs) Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. That could weigh pretty heavily. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Preparation is one thing. Maybe a bit too prepared. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to encourage it either. (laughs) No, I know. There's destiny and fate. Yeah, there's destiny and fate. You know, destiny is something that we still have choice with. I think destiny and fate get you know, used in the same sentence a lot, and people think it's the same thing, but it's not. Destiny mm-hmm. 
is we control our, our destiny. So you, if you choose to go left or if you choose to go right, you'll have, you'll have changed your path, right? But fate mm-hmm. is something that you cannot control. So fate, you don't have a choice. If you don't choose a destiny and a destined path, sometimes fate can intervene. But you will still have choice up on, you know, like I said, with the destiny. So people say, oh, it was destiny. I was destined to meet him. Yes, because you maybe made that choice to go out that night. Or maybe you made that choice to, to leave a relationship and meet somebody else. But um, fate, sometimes we talk about, like, oh, my God, I, could, I wasn't even looking. And look, I met this guy, you know. I met this girl. Yep. Well, that's fate. Okay. Amazing. So there's a bit of a difference. Yeah, that's very interesting. There's so much uh, that you can learn from a chart, and all of this is news to me. I mean, I have not heard of this before, and that's why, again, I'm so glad you're talking to all of us about it tonight. Now, how much does it cost for to do a chart like this? Well, it's just part of a reading. So you could request a reading with me, and you could say, I just want to focus on my dad's passing. What is he doing in the afterlife? Who received him? Is he coming back? You know, you could you could just do that. I mean, if you go to mariashaw.com and click on book a reading, there are four, I think, or five different options. I have them for every price range. Um, there's up to, you know, $500 for an hour or as little as a one-question reading for $49. Um, so, and that's a recorded one. But phone readings start about 129 And you'll get, you just, you can, you can use that time however long you want, however much you want. And if that's what you want to focus in, that's all you got to tell me. That's okay. fabulous. Yeah. I've done astrology in the past, but nothing like what you talk about. It's fabulous. Yeah. And that's, again, the people can go to Maria Shaw, S-H-A-W dot com, to book a reading with you. And you have lots of things going on on that website. I saw you have a, a newsletter people can mm-hmm. sign up for and lots of other things. So it's everybody go there and take a look. I'm sure you'll find something for you on Maria's web, website. Now, have you guys been doing any ghost hunting lately? Because I know last we talked to you, you and Joe were visiting a lot of haunted places. Have you been doing that this year? Mm-hmm. Um, yes, this is the month, though, that we do the majority of them. So Joe's going to be in Minneapolis teaching his manifesting class next the 16th. But And we do a lot of crossing over galleries. But the following weekend, the last two weekends, we have a lot of, um, we have an extreme seance planned in Saginaw, Michigan. We have two haunted uh, two haunted nights over Halloween weekend at a private residence where we were last year where people were speaking in Polish and we were able to make it out and then do the research and find out who was living in the house and a lot of confirmation. So Joe, Joe will tell you all about that if you ask, but we're doing a lot this uh, this month because it is the veil, like you said, it's mm-hmm. from here to the other side. I mean, it's Scorpio season is going to be up on us the 22nd of October through November 21st, and that's when anytime you bring anything into consciousness, you, you're going, it's going to be stronger. So what do we do on Halloween, All Souls Day, right? We're all, you know, communing with the dead and that, 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 that. So we're able to bring all that into consciousness, and it, it, it gives it energy. So we're going to see a lot of uh, spirit activity, um, you know, this month and next month uh, during Scorpio season. How exciting. Well, I'm all up for that. 
I can't wait. This and and I do I do think though that I mean this year feels like it's much thinner than last year. Do you have that experience as well? Um yes. I actually think that more and more people um are 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 into the paranormal and the spiritual and the mm-hmm. psychic they're all open to it. So when you're more open to it, again, you bring it into consciousness. Plus the planet Neptune, which rules ghosts, is in the sign of Pisces. It's natural ruler, and it's going retrograde. And when it goes retrograde, it pulls the rug off of whatever's hidden, of what lies beneath. So with Neptune retrograde between now and December 3rd, a lot more spirit activity. The veil seems a lot thinner because there's more. We can see more. We can see more. We mm-hmm. notice more. Um, so I, I do believe that. Yeah, it's like an exciting time for the spirit world and us. <clears throat> That's for sure. Definitely. So was there, Definitely. when you do this kind of, kind of work for people and you look at who's going to be uh, embracing them when they cross over, tell us anything you can about somebody's experience in hearing the news. I mean, were they, did you ever come across somebody who wasn't happy to hear who was going to be meeting up with them? Um, well, I think, I, I believe so. I'm trying to remember, because I do this on a regular basis. When somebody gets their chart done, I'll tell them who's going to meet up with them. And they might say, oh, that's my uh, my mother-in-law or my dad that, that left me when I was younger and this or that. And I said, well, wait a second. It may not be that person. Just because I mentioned a Virgo or somebody born in late August, September, doesn't mean that it's going to be that person. Because I may be reading for a person that's 40 years old or 50. They may not have met everybody yet. Oh, okay. See what I'm saying? They they always look to see who they know. And usually, whoever you really, really want to see again, those are the people that are going to come. You know, you're not going to draw, your soul isn't going to draw somebody to come receive you that you don't want to see. See, that's one of the things that people are very fearful of when they're ready to pass, is some people hang on even though the body is just exhausted and the doctors keep saying, oh, they're going to go any day, and they hang on for three months later. It's out of fear. They don't, they don't oh. want to meet certain people on the other side. But from my experience all these years as a medium, too, when your soul passes, it passes into love. And whoever is on that tunnel or coming through to receive you is somebody that your soul has a wonderful connection with. You know, it's supposed to be a transition that's beautiful. And, and you people that here receive you love you. So I, I, I don't think that people should be fearful about that. It's going to be people that they ask. And before you pass on, you can ask. You know, you can say, I want my dad to come see me. I hope my dad is there. And then the people that are here on the earth plane can pray for you. That's why... In um, the Catholic Church, we have masses for people. We have masses mm-hmm. right when they pass, for several weeks after, and a year after they pass for their soul's journey. We're praying for their soul. We're praying for the soul's journey. So we all, we're, and a lot of people will see if they're sitting at the deathbed of somebody, they'll, they'll, they'll feel a presence and they'll say, oh, my God, I know my grandpa was around to get my grandma. I could feel him. Or just for a split second, I could see him. So many people have these wonderful experiences when they're helping people in transition. And then there's mm-hmm. other people that can't die in front of you. There's people that, that, oh, the family leaves the hospital, and then they get a call in the middle of the night, oh, your, your father just passed on because he didn't want to die in front of you. He didn't want the last memory 
of his, you know, of you to see him there. So sometimes yeah. people have to leave for the person to pass on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's so much to this. I, I'm going off on a different tangent, but it's just like there's so much to transition the afterlife that I don't know everything. I'm just, you know, touching the surface. There's so much. We'll know more when we pass on. <laughs> Yeah, we'll that's know, for sure. We'll know more when we make that afterlife. <laughs> yeah, it'll all be made clear. But this is so helpful for people, and they can have it right within their own reading, which is great. So they can have a, a lot of enlightenment in just this one experience with you. That's, that's Yeah, and we're going to do it again in person. We're going to be in Minneapolis October 16th, Thomas, John, and I doing this in a gallery session. We still have tickets available. It's going to be from 2 to 5, uh, Sunday with Spirit at the Marriott Minneapolis Airport Hotel. And then the following Sunday, Sunday morning with Spirit with Thomas, John, and Maria Shaw at the Sheridan Four Points, which Saginaw is in the middle of the state. And tickets are available mm-hmm. at my website, mariashaw.com. Maria, do you, you ever are get so busy. Do you ever get out to the... Uh, West Coast at all? Um, I come to Tucson once a year for the um, Tucson Gem Show. So well, I'm in Tucson every late January, early February for about a week or ten days. Uh, okay. I used to go to Los Angeles a lot, but lately I've been mm-hmm. spending more time, you know, down south because that's where I live now. But um, yeah, I love I love the West yeah. Coast. Well, I'd sure like to know next time you're going to be here in the Tucson area because that's where I live. I know. I, I just heard you say that. So I, I will probably be there in January. That's the plan. Good. For, I'll, right I'll at look the beginning of the Sun Jump show. Yes. I'll yeah, make great. sure you guys have each other's phone numbers so you can connect. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll be great. connecting with her after the show anyway because I wanted to talk to her about a couple of things anyhow. So even those that know need to go to a specialist like you that knows more than we do. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Excellent. Well, Maria, thank you so much. I know we've run out of time with you. It just went by too fast. But I know you're on to the next thing, and we're going to be talking to Joe in about a minute. So thank you again, Maria. Everybody, it's mariashaw.com if you'd like to connect with Maria and have your very own private reading. Thank you so much. And, And I want to be the first to wish you a happy Halloween season. Oh, well, thank you. you are the and first. The same to you. <laughs> yes. Thank you. That's great. Thank you no. so much. All right. Joe's okay. going to be calling in, but we'll talk again. Okay, right. Maria. Take good care. Enjoy the Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. And I think this is Joe right here. Yeah. Let's get him on. Hi, is this Joe? Okay. Yes, it is. Well, Joe, well, welcome Joe. to the show. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, it's our pleasure. We were just talking to your beautiful, talented wife, and now we're so honored to have you join us as well and very excited to hear about what you have to share on manifestation. Maria gave us a short version before we went live on the air, but it just it sounds like you're onto something here, and I'm glad you're going to be sharing it with us. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. I, I've had a complete and utter turnaround um, by just changing and tweaking a few things. And so now when I, when I am doing my manifestation personally, um, a lot of the stuff, actually everything has happened. Uh, and it's just by simply tweaking 
your attitude of gratitude. And, and when you do that, it, it really can, it can open up a whole lot of things. But people don't really realize that they don't, they don't show gratitude for what they have. They're just fixated on what they want, and the universe doesn't understand that. They only understand the frequency that you're putting out. So it's really interesting stuff. So tell us what you've been able to manifest. What have you had success well, with? Okay. And how so, did you do so, it? So, again, the first thing that I had to change was my attitude uh, about manifestation because the, the, the universe doesn't understand things. It only understands the frequency that you're putting out. So, for instance, if you are a very negative person or you're in a very negative environment and you're just happy with getting by, that energy is what you're putting out to the universe, that just the get-by energy. It only understands that. So it just gives you more of get-by. But if you show an attitude of gratitude for everything that you have, I woke up this morning, I'm alive, I've got a house, you know, or whatever you're, whatever you're thankful for, the universe recognizes that energy as well, and it provides more of those types of things. So the first thing that you have to do is you have to change your mindset to be gracious for what you do have, and the universe is going to bring more of that. If you're upset all the time, and I always say it this way, and this may be a little crass the way to say it, but the, if, if everything sucks in your life, the universe is going to bring you more suck. It doesn't understand mm-hmm. that you're, it just knows the energy and vibe you're putting out is, hey, this, my life sucks and everything is really hard. So, okay, well, that must be what they want. We're going to give them more of that. But if you're a very gracious and grateful for things you get, they're going to give you more of things that you've got. And for me personally, I had to change my attitude uh, just because you would sit there and beg and plead and, oh, my gosh, you know, can I get the things that I'm asking for, whatever it may be. So I started really studying manifestation, um, uh, Goddard's technology or, uh, theories and things like that. And what I, what I personally started doing was not only just I'll give you an example. The very first thing, the big thing that I manifested and I set my sights on it was my um, my camera, my Canon 5D Mark IV camera, and I really fixated on getting that. And so much so, I would meditate every single day, and I would visualize me having that camera, and not just me getting the camera, but having the camera and what I would do with it. So much so that I would, I knew that that particular camera is a heavier camera, so I I would, I would slouch over because I knew that once it's around my neck, it's really going to be weighty. So I would visualize myself carrying that camera around. I would even cut my hands because it's got a side gun on it, um, and and imagine myself carrying it. I I could feel the weight of it in my hand, and I got that thing within 21 days. Oh my goodness. That's- very, very good. And but again, this is a lot of the stuff that you're saying, we've heard it before. I mean, the Esther mm-hmm. Hicks work also talks about the same thing. The secret yeah. talks about the same thing. So it's just, mm-hmm. yes, the attitude of gratitude is important. But there's also a fine mm-hmm. line between dealing with your stuff and just pushing it aside to have a different attitude, isn't there? Absolutely. But this is where accountability comes in if you want to manifest the things that you want you have to take responsibility for your life i also say this too though like the universe like there are some things and this is just a flat fact 
there are just some things you're not going to get, and that's just how it's going to be. And a lot of that may be because I, I, when I teach my class, this is what I tell people who are trying to manifest something, that is this a realistic manifestation? And what I mean by that is, okay, so for instance, pretend that right now my manifestation is a black Ford, or I'm sorry, black Dodge Ram truck. Let's just say it's that. And I'm really fixated on this, or, or somebody's fixated on getting a black Dodge Ram truck. Realistically, can you afford it? If it is all of a sudden gifted to you, do you have the money for insurance? Do you have a place to park it? Do you have a garage to put? You know, those things, the, the realistic, if you got your manifestation, the thing that you're manifesting most, could you handle it? And I say that with anything because a lot of times people will manifest money. Oh, my gosh, I want to be a multimillionaire. Are you realistically able to handle that lifestyle? If you all of a sudden won the Powerball tomorrow and you are in a completely different tax bracket, most people who get into that situation who are not prepared have lost every single cent within three years. So when you're manifesting those things, the universe knows what kind of person that you are, and sometimes it's just not going to give you the thing you're trying to manifest if it's known it's not for your highest good because you'll end up – you will not have – room for it, it'll end up ruining your life. So sometimes it works that way, too. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you're quoting a statistic that's that's true. I mean, a lot of people mm-hmm. spend their uh, spend their lottery Within winnings three years. to the point where they're completely gone and right they have nothing left. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Exactly. Sometimes. Definitely. Yeah. So it, it, that's not sometimes the they're thing. actually worse off than they were. Definitely. Right. So they can't support that type of of frequency or that type of energy. It's uh, momentary rather than something that can be continuous. So when you see yourself, let's take your camera for example. When you Mm -hmm. see yourself with this camera, it sounds like it's also important to see yourself successfully using the camera, uh, having it for for a very long time, you know, what the things that come from this, right, all the good you do with your camera. So there, there's, mm-hmm. it seems like there is a piece of longevity that needs to be added to every manifestation. You, you have to think long-term when you're manifesting things, and that's why when I do my class, the very uh, – I would say 70% of the people who attend my class, it's always money. It's always, um, uh, you know, a, a Powerball win or things like that. And so that goes back to what I was saying earlier. Are you, are you the type of person that can handle that lifestyle? Because it's a complete and, – and it's weird to think, but people can't sometimes. Sometimes that sudden rush of all that money, they lose their minds. I've watched lots of specials, and they cannot stop themselves from spending. And, again, you know, they're just back in the same situation they were in within three years – so you, I, I, I say it this way, the universe is not going to give you anything that it feels that's just going to backfire on you. And if you persist and you feel that you know more than the creator, than the universe itself, sometimes it will give you exactly what you are manifesting 
to your own detriment too. So you got to be careful. You got to be realistic. What type of person am I? Like, and, and I'll, I'll give you an example. Like that black Dodge Ram truck that I was talking about. I would really like one of those, but this is where the realistic, um, uh, you know, realism comes in. I have no place to put it. No place. Ah. So mm-hmm. that's also sure. And, and if I won one tomorrow, what exactly would I do with it? Where am I going to park it? I don't have nowhere to put it. So, but you know, it's still something that I want. So I really. That is one of the things that I had to change about me was if I'm manifesting something, what am I going to do with it? Am I the type of person that can handle it? And am I, what, what's the long-term goal of getting that uh, particular manifestation? And boy, you can dig deep in this stuff too because sometimes when it's like a lottery win and you're like, oh, my God, you know, once I get that lottery win, I'm going to help my parents and my brother and my sister and every single person on earth. The problem with that theory is – some people, and, and I'm sure we all have reasons that were the universe created us and put us here. And some people have karma to pay off from former lifetimes. And if just for some instance that they were a rich miser and they were very cruel in another lifetime, so they come back this time dead broke. And the universe is going to make sure that they understand what they put people through the last time. The universe is not going to give somebody else money to give to them because they have a lesson to learn. Do you see what I'm saying? So sometimes the manifestation that you're not getting is because you plan on doing it for somebody else, and that's not part of their path. Yeah, so it's not going to happen no matter how much manifestation exercises they do. And, yeah, it's just not on their path. Mm -hmm. And, you know, but again, you, it's very challenging, I think, for a lot of people who see people who are manifesting big things, you know, like the mm-hmm. Elon Musks of the world, the Jeff Bezos of the world that, that manifest yeah. these, these amazing empires uh, within a capitalist society. And it's, it is frustrating. You've had so many people, like I said before, talking about manifestation on the show, and then we hear from the audience, and they're like, you know, I did this, I did that, and it still didn't happen. And they feel like a failure that they well, weren't able to create all, it. Right, but that's see, but what you were talking about the Elian Musk and things like that—that that, that's a jealousy, and that's that's a lower level vibration. And the universe doesn't understand; it only matches what you're putting out. If you're putting out a jealous vibration, I don't ever think about those people. There's a reason they got that money, or whatever it may be. I fixate on what I need. I don't worry about what other people have, and I think people get in trouble with that. Uh, I don't ever physically think, God dang, why can't that be me? And, oh, he's got gazillions of dollars. Awesome. He must have done something right or manifested. Yeah, whatever his path was, the universe decided that's what he needed. I'm only me, and I can only really fixate on what I need. Good point. Right. Now, Greg Graydon talks a lot about the heart and the mind and synchronizing the two mm-hmm. to do manifestation. Yep. He also yep. talks about asking your heart what you need or what you what is it you really want. And he said that answer, and I found this fascinating, it's always a one-word answer. So it's not a story, you know, it's not some lengthy diatribe. It's a one-word answer. Now, do you do anything like that in your workshop where you teach people so, um, well, how to I find that, that answer? 
what I, I don't do that, but what I do is I do combine um, the third eye and the heart chakra at the same time that we are doing our manifestation. We tap on our meridians, uh, getting those worked up, and I use the third eye and the heart to 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 uh, put their manifestations out. I have to be careful when I'm doing these because I, I have to. I I really think about the person and the people that I am. I I think about how. I would word things to people. People don't understand big worded things. I don't even understand those things either. I keep it as simple as possible. This is just, I, I'm a very uh, meat and potatoes type of person. So when I am talking about manifestation, I put it in terms that I would understand. Like, okay, third eye, got it. Heart, got it. Put those two together. I want, you know, to win the lottery or a black truck or whatever it may be. So I put it in those terms so I don't really – a lot of times when I'm watching people talk about manifestation, it's so over my head, I don't know what the hell they're talking about. <laughs> I know it, really. I, I keep it very simple. And, and I sometimes think, and I'm not knocking nobody, but I, I've always found that people that use big, pretty words are compensating for something. Uh, and so I just keep things very basic in my life. Here's how I do it. I may not know the exact terminology of what I'm talking about, but this is how I got to where I wanted to be. And if this is what you would like to do, this is exactly what I did. I just give them exactly what I did. And, again, going back to that Canon camera, I felt the weight of it. I knew how heavy it was. I imagined myself carrying it around. I picked it up, and I adjusted the imaginary lens in my hand, photographing something that wasn't there, and I did that for 21 days, and I got that thing. And I, I had no business getting that camera, none whatsoever. It's super expensive. I didn't have that kind of money. And that was the other thing that I did is I got out of my own way. I did not – and this is where it's extremely important when manifesting because – this is where I was failing time and time again for so many years. When I wanted to manifest something, I dictated to the universe how I thought that it should come. Okay, universe, I want to get a nice house, but I don't want anyone to die. I don't want to come into an inheritance. I don't want to X, Y, and Z, whatever it may be. I was trying to dictate to the universe how I would get my manifestation. When I finally figured out that my job is to manifest, the universe's job is to bring it to me. I'm not here to tell it how to do its job, and I'm only here to say this is what I'm trying to manifest. You figure it out, and that's when it really happened. I got out of my own way. And how did that actually transpire with your camera? So we were in New York City. We went over to Best Buy uh, right next to the hotel. It was in there. They had one left, and I just one more time put it out there. We went back to the hotel. Uh, we were signing some documents for some for the sale of the house or something, and for whatever reason, somehow, some way, it was there was an overage of like four thousand dollars. It showed up that fast. I took it and went over and bought the camera. <laughs> Isn't that great? <laughs> I got out of my own way. I did not tell the universe how to bring the money to me. I just said this is what I'm, and it took. I'm not saying that you're going to get your manifestation in 21 days. I'm simply saying how long it took me to get it, but I didn't dictate how the money should come. I didn't have that kind of money. There's no way in those world I had that kind of money. Um, but it was just ended up being some overage. Okay, cool, awesome. Went and got it, and I had it 10 minutes later. What a good feeling that must have been. <laughs> It's it's one of those things. I'm very much a delayed reaction person. I'm very good in high stress situations, an accident or things like that. It's afterwards that I crumble. 
Like I can, man, if there's a car accident, boy, I can run out and I can help and everything else. And then 10 minutes later, after everything's done, I'm like, holy sheesh. Did you realize what just happened? You know, I'm very much that type of person. So once that happened, I was on such a holy, you know, just like it was, I was supposed, I knew that I was for that though. Like I knew that the universe had answered. They're like, here you go. There was no reason that we got that over. It just didn't even make any sense. So it's like, okay, well, let's just go get it. And then once I got it and then I got it out and then I'm like, holy cow, I'm holding this thing. You know what I'm saying? Like it really was like, uh, I can't believe this has happened. When I woke up this morning, yeah. I certainly didn't think that I was, it was going to happen, and it, it's in my hand physically right now. That's amazing. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, that is really great. Now, when you do these groups also, do you find that the group energy enhances manifestation? We've all heard, Absolutely. you know, when two or more are gathered, yep. and we, that can happen faster. So. Here's the thing. So me and uh, Maria and I do the Maria Joe show, and we talk about manifesting a lot. And people have gone nuts on me. Whoa, make this into a webinar, blah blah blah. And I, I, I have the same answer every single time. Maybe someday, but right now, when we gather physically in a room, that's when things happen. I, I, it's, there's a big difference between trying to manifest between a screen and myself talking to a TV or, or, or doing something. But I have found when we are gathered in that energy and I'm loving and supporting you and you're loving and supporting me and we've created this big ball of energy, that's truly when things happen. I prefer it at this point doing it in a class setting because we're, you're putting something out, I'm putting something out, and we have created this energy together, and that's what the universe understands, this big positive energy. Well, well, that mm. seems to make a lot of sense because, again, that's one of the consistent things we've heard that makes you know makes things much more powerful, is combining our energies for all of <clears throat> what we want to achieve. So, but I also uh, add this real quick, real quick. Let me say this with the yeah, classes. Yeah, no, go ahead. I add this, I add this portion to it for people who are coming to my class. Your manifestation, whatever it is you're trying to manifest. When you sit down and say, okay, I'm going to manifest, let's just do the black truck thing again, your manifestation, whatever it may be, needs to be so crystal clear that a stranger walking by knows exactly what you're manifesting. You could hold up a photograph of what you're manifesting and, oh, well, he's manifesting a black truck. There it is right there. Whatever you're manifesting needs to be so crystal clear that a stranger walking by could see a photograph and not even question. They know exactly what you're trying to manifest. So I always say the same thing, and I have it right on my phone right now because we live in a digital age. Whatever you're trying to manifest, if it's a physical thing, have a photograph of it as you're opening on your screen on your phone, your home screen. Good so idea. that's the first thing you see every single day. And right now I currently have that, what I'm trying to manifest, on my phone right now. And every single time I do that, I end up getting what I want. I like that. Definitely. We don't, I mean, we don't live so like don't we really... used to. Like before, before no. we would have a Polaroid or, you know, some photograph, but we have, you know, ease access to photos in our phone every single second of every day. But if you make that your front screen on your phone, so when you pick up your phone, hey, that's what I'm manifesting. There it is right there. You see it. It's always a reminder. You're telling the universe, this is what I want right here. And I'm seeing it every single day, so it's always a constant the energy that you're putting out that this is what I want. Wow. I've got to get a, a great picture there to put on my screen. 
What did you say, Mr. Is there a long time between what you manifest? Uh, when you manifest something like that, do you have your picture there? What duration of time? You had t- said something about three weeks or whatever. Yep. Is there so, a specific time zone that we look for? Well, so I always do the 21-day theory on one single item that you're – I don't let the audience do more than one thing. I say, When I do my manifestation mm-hmm. class, I tell them to pick one thing that they need to manifest. And, it, again, it's so crystal clear that a stranger walking by knows what you're manifesting. But I always say this. If, if it's a home, for instance – when you're sitting there in my class and we get into the manifestation portion of it and you're doing your visualization, whatever it is you're visualizing, it needs to remain the exact same for 21 days. And I say it this way. So just for instance, if it's a home and you need to know exactly what that home looks like, what the porch looks like, what the front looks like, what the grass looks like, and you, that's what you stick with for 21 days, not the next day when you do it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to make sure it has a pole barn too. Nope. Whatever you're manifesting, it's got to remain the same for 21 days, and it remains exactly how you saw it on day one to day 21. Don't add things to it because then you start botching things up. I've noticed when I add things to my manifestation, it takes a lot longer. Oh, really? Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. I, I can give you another example of something that I got. You're asking me, like, timelines on when I got it. Once I got out of my own way, and decided that I'm not going to dictate how things are going to come to me. I don't know how they're going to, but this is what I'm asking for. I have gotten everything. The only thing that took a long, long time was the house. And I changed, I tweaked one little thing and it ended up this, you won't even believe what I'm about to tell you. I don't even believe what I'm about to tell me. Um, (laughs) So I, I have been sitting there manifesting a house for years in Tennessee. My mom is buried out in Tennessee and I have literally, I have done every manifestation technique for years and years and years and it has never happened ever. And I, I, it's frustrating and I don't know why it never happened. And then about a month ago, maybe three, maybe two and a half, three weeks ago, I was doing my manifestation once again. It was about three o'clock in the morning and I got mad at me for continuing with the same thing. It's like, you know, obviously this isn't what you're supposed to have for whatever reason, or at least it's not right now. So I tweaked one thing. I just said, you know what? This is what I want, but you put me wherever you want me to go, talking to the universe. I'm not joking when I say this. You can call Maria back and ask her. We ended up getting a house in Gulf Shores, Alabama, that afternoon. And I'm not joking. That's exactly what happened. Huh. All I said different was, Incredible. as I said, I said, you put me where you need me to be. I didn't say Tennessee or Arkansas or, or Maine or New Hampshire. I said, you put me where you want me to go. And by that afternoon, I was like, hey, look at this Gulf Shores house. Do you want to do it? Yep, I'll do it. Let's do it. It was done deal by that afternoon. I had no expectations. We weren't looking for homes in Gulf Shores. It just happened to pop up on Zillow, and we were done that afternoon. Incredible. That is great. Yeah, I love it. I love it. That's wonderful. So you had to let go of that geographical area. Yeah, because apparently Tennessee mm-hmm. wasn't it for you. For whatever reason. And I, I have every reason that it should be. Me, 
has every reason that I feel that it should be, but the universe doesn't want me there right now at least for whatever reason. And so when I said, okay, you put me where you want me to go, it wasn't six hours, and it did exactly that. And when you it's saw the incredible. house that Maria was showing to you, you felt like you felt it, right? You felt it, it was and said, so that's weird. it? it that's was, the one? We were just – it was it, – it, I – it was what it needed to be. I said, it, I, don't, I don't understand how it all works sometimes. It was just, it shouldn't even have popped up on Zillow. I wasn't looking for anything. I was sitting reading my emails. And then I was like, <laughs> oh, look at this. It was, it, was, um, it was a house here in Michigan uh, for sale on Mackinac Island. And I said, oh, look at this. Uh, you know, such and such's house has come up for sale. And I noticed underneath it said Homes and Gulf Shores. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh, I'm not going to island. Well, why is this popping up? So I just clicked it, and it came up. And then within 45 minutes, Bruce like, you want to do it? I'm like, yeah, let's do it. It happened that fast. Gosh. That's fabulous. And that's and when you know it's really on. right, too. Yeah, because it's when it's right, easy like that. Three, right, but the house had three other offers on it. There was no reason oh. we should have got it. We just called, and the guy's like, oh, yeah, we got three other offers. That's like, oh, shoot. Okay, and then we went into the grocery store, and he came, we came back out, and he called. He's like, hey, he's like, well, what are you offering? <laughs> and Maria goes, well, we'll just, match, we'll just do a full-price offer. How about that? And he goes, yep, I'll take yours. It was that fast. <gasps> wow. Oh, my God. That is fantastic. That's I love fabulous. it. I love it. I love it. Isn't that great? Now, what about health? Because in this day and age, a lot of people have a tremendous amount of health problems. And <laughs> if they're if – yeah, really. If it's a chronic issue, you know the uh, the AMA way doesn't do anything to help it. So, how right. can people use manifestation techniques to, in, you know, improve their health? I think that when it comes to, so I, I am a firm believer in eighty to eighty-five percent of health issues are what you are putting into your body, what you are consuming. So, mm-hmm. if you are willing to make the changes to do things that you know. Look, I love a Big Mac just as much as anybody else says. I know that garbage isn't good for me. I know that it isn't. So if you're willing to make the changes and you're willing to manifest better health, I I said this in the beginning of the show, it is accountability. If you're truly wanting to change your health, then it starts with you. You have to do everything possible to change your health. And, again, it's all vibration. If you're willing to put in the effort, and the universe will match what effort you're putting out. So you're talking about really important lifestyle changes, diet, exercise, yep. you know, mm-hmm. choices, and all, of, all the way down the line. I found, I'll tell you one thing that I have found within the past month, or no, uh, I'm sorry, I started this the past summer, is um, the intermittent fasting thing. Boy, that stuff really works, and I have read more into that uh, and the reason why it works. And it, I, it all stems from because my, my mom's cat got sick. And when animals get sick, the first thing they do is stop eating. And we all, oh, God, you know, Sally, the, you know, the pet cat needs to eat, blah, blah, blah. The reason why is because the, the body knows what it's doing. And when you stop and you start fasting, the body starts to panic, and it starts to eat things inside of there. It gets rid of fat cells, and once those are gone, it looks for anything else. So it gets rid of negative bacteria. It will eat cysts. It will eat anything it can do to keep itself alive. So a lot of people's health improves from that intermittent fasting because the body goes into, hey, we got to do something mode, and it ends up being better for them in the long run. That stuff has really worked. 
Um, so I'm not telling it may not be right for everybody. I'm just simply saying what I have found that really uh, it gets rid of a lot of the health issues that I have had in the past, uh, severe allergies and things like that, because it got rid of that negative bacteria in my body. That's wonderful. It's a fairly easy way to do it and mm-hmm. with the intermittent uh, fasting. But mm-hmm. what about other ways? Like once you, okay, let's say you clean up your diet, you know, you're taking a lot of supplements, you're visiting a functional medicine doctor, and you're getting a lot of good guidance on what to do next. But there's usually, there's, there's still something else, especially with the chronic condition, that is creating this this hamster wheel mm-hmm. of chronic pain or whatever. Well, so using manifestation to get you to the next level, what would you recommend? Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I think if you have noticed, and I have noticed, a lot more people are more sick now. And, and I can't speak for generations before me because I wasn't there, but it seems to me that more people are sick now more than ever. And my personal opinion is because the earth is off its kilter. It's not in perfect harmony anymore. The earth vibrates to 432 hertz in perfect harmony, and we are not vibrating that anymore. So a lot of people's pains and chronic anxiety and injuries and things like that are exacerbated because it is off of its access Think about the way the think about how the world is right now, even compared to ten, fifteen years ago. Though that energy is creating this illness and sickness. This is my personal opinion on this, but that vibration is agitating people's illnesses and sicknesses and things like that. So when they're manifesting things, I say the same thing. If it's a health issue or even something that you want, you have to create your own harmonious space in which to do it. You have to have a room, an area of where you're going to go and manifest this that is vibrating back at 432 hertz, that is a positive in, uh, space for you to do it. You know, some people just sit and manifest, oh, I want to be better, and sitting on their couch watching horror movies or whatever it may be, something that's negative and creating a negative vibe. I love horror movies. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely do. I'm just saying that when you are manifesting, you have to be in the most positive environment you can make. Again, personal accountability, even if it's a rough home or, or things are you with a negative partner, which I found is a lot, uh, can create a lot of uh, reasons why people don't get what they're manifesting because the, the energy in the home is very heavy and they're with a negative partner or whatever it may be, or they don't believe in this and this is nonsense, and those are all negative uh, vibrations that get sent out at you. So when you, it's again, I'm very big on personal accountability for things. If you truly want your health to improve, the first thing I would tell somebody, create a positive environment that you go to to meditate every single day to do your manifestation work. Create your own 432 hertz uh, manifestation area. That makes sense. And there's also a lot of people that have composed uh, music and underneath it is the 432 and other hertz oh, yeah. uh, that you can listen I, to and the, so you can we, play those. We we do salsatio meditations on every show we do. That's great. Well, I've just got to make my list. I'm going to be busy yeah, 21 days after 21 days. <laughs> well, the 21-day thing, in my personal opinion, the 21-day thing is it may not come within 21 days, but the reason is because if you want to change a habit, it's 21 days. If you're serious about what you're trying to manifest, 
you give it 21 days. And then the universe understands, okay, they're serious. This isn't a fly-by-night thing. Oh, now I want a jet airplane or, you know, whatever it is you're trying to manifest. For 21 days, you have dedicated to this is seriously what I want. I'm not changing it on day 15. That's why I said they, the manifestation can't change. It absolutely, from the first time you do it, the, if it's a home, it needs to look the same on day one as it is on 21. And the universe understands, okay, this is really what they want. This isn't just something they're going to change their mind and, ooh, you know, something else I want now. So that's, that's mm-hmm. why the 21 days. What's that mean numerologically, PK? The boy, that'd be a Maria question. <laughs> I, yeah. I can't answer that. That'd be a Maria question. But, but PK but can answer all, it, I'm sure. All about, that's all about creativity and creation. Right. 21 is a three. Oh, there three, you go. Three, eight. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Gosh. Definitely. Well, this is... This is great stuff. And now if people want to take your class, how do they get a hold of you, Joe? Uh, well, actually, Maria and I, uh, we use her, her mariashaw.com because my classes are, are located on there. I'm going to be in Minneapolis, Minnesota mm-hmm. next weekend, and then I will be at the Cosmic Connection Convention um, on, at the end of October, the weekend before Halloween. Gosh. All right, everybody. Now, do you do you also teach this on... Zoom or Skype? I mean, what if people can't get physically? Nope. Not yet. Oh, my gosh. Nope. I really really enjoy the portion where we're face-to-face because I feel that that Mm -hmm. creates the manifestation. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, let's um, Well, the website is great because it covers – I was going to say the website is great because it does cover so many things that both Joe and Maria have. So that's Mm -hmm. great. Yep. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about some of your spooky adventures because oh we did gosh. mention it to Maria. <laughs> and I know last time you were on the show, you guys shared quite a few of your adventures with us. Mm-hmm. And it was so interesting to hear what you guys were up to and what was happening. Well, I, now, I got a new one for but, you. All right. We want to oh, hear so go. <laughs> this, this, this past May, we did uh, the Penhurst Asylum in Pennsylvania. And the Penhurst Asylum is known as the shame of Pennsylvania because they literally tortured the patients. It wasn't it, – they, 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 they were getting something out of it. It wasn't lobotomies and things like that weren't necessarily in any way, shape, or form to help the patient. They were there to experiment or the, the doctor, and this is um, – uh, they, they would do it because he was getting a rise out of hurting these people. So, you know, Penhurst Asylum is called the shame of Pennsylvania. Um, that place is so incredibly active and haunted that we didn't even get through the tour before stuff started happening. And I, I always lag behind when we're doing a tour just because I, I make sure my group is all together and no one's straying and things like that. And also I find that things always seem to happen when you're the last person in line. And sure enough, we got we got to go to the first. We were the first group ever, and this means over little Zach Bagans and all the rest of the TV shows. We were the first group ever to get to go into the hospital portion, which has been closed since the 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 actual asylum closed. So we were the very first group. So I was like, woohoo! This is going to be awesome. So I lagged behind, and somebody was behind me, and I said, listen, why don't you guys go ahead? I'm just going to make sure everyone. All my little ducks stay in the road that I need them to. 
And as we're passing this, and again, the, the, the building is collapsing, and that was one of the main reasons that they didn't allow any investigations because it was dangerous. But they got it up, and they got they were originally Penhurst was going to put it back to a functioning building again, but I guess time and money they just they couldn't do it, so they just abandoned the project. But they got it back up enough to where you could tour it safely. And as I'm walking, I look up, and right as I look into the window, there is a patient looking right back at me, and she's got long, dark hair. She's in her hospital gurney or, or her hospital uh, thing that you put on. Um, the gown? Uh, hospital mm-hmm. gown. Yeah, yeah gown. That's yep. what I'm looking for. She's looking at me, and I am looking at her, and I don't know what to do. Because <laughs> I wasn't expecting <laughs> it. Because, I mean, it was clear as day, and I'm thinking, okay, is this an actor? or Are they, you know, because they do – most of those asylums, they'll do like a Halloween, you know, haunted house thing at, at, right around right now. But this was in May, and she looked at me, and she I don't think she expected me to see her either because the look on her face was, oh, my God, that guy is seeing me. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm looking at her, and she was gone within an aisle. I, I had to go get the tour guide. I'm like, you're not going to believe what I just saw. And I guess it was one of their famous patients, and I'm, the one, of, I'm one of two that saw her. So that was super exciting. Gosh, yeah, it's too bad that there wasn't a camera on it. Maybe you could have caught a picture. I, you know what? It always, they do that every damn time. Every time you turn <laughs> your stuff off or you put the bed, that's when they show up every single time. Oh, gosh, <laughs> how frustrating. It is. Well, and the energy inside a place like that, I mean, I don't even know if I could stand it. It's It's so... I mean, it is so horrific. That energy hangs around. These people, as you mentioned, were tortured. So they weren't there to get help. They were there to be tortured by a sadist. Mm -hmm. And there was no way out for them except death. So, I mean, I I can't even go in those places. The the stories that they were telling us, like, for instance, the children, they had a a one-bite rule. And if you bit a guard or an orderly more than one time, they pulled all your teeth out of your head. Ah, just, oh, my God. Just, and the dentist chair was there, clearly. Uh, we got into this discussion when we were there because the, the, the lady who owns it was one giving me, and she was talking about, well, you know, we really want to turn this back into a positive. I said, you need to burn this thing to the ground. I said, nothing yeah. positive is ever going to come out of here. And whatever you put here that energy is going to hang around. I said, you need to level this thing and start over. Oh, my goodness. I didn't even question yeah. the ground that it's built up. Jesus. That's, oh, my God, I know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's turned into something just horribly horrific. I yeah. mean, beyond horrific. So much suffering. And how many patients did they have there? Do you know? I, you know what? I really don't know. Uh, what it was, but because no one knows, because some people that came in, they had a record of, and they were never seen again. So they're assuming they're either buried on the property, but they also had a crematorium too. So who the heck knows what they did with them? Yeah. Because they, I mean, they were in there to torture them. So I'm sure that a lot of them didn't survive it. And Well, we can't exactly say what we did. So, you know, those people ended up disappearing. So no one really knows how many were in there, but they, the I, I just it's not I don't think that turning it into apartments or anything I can't believe that they didn't learn mm-hmm. from Salem, Massachusetts in the sense of the old Salem jail when we first started going there got turned into apartments. Now that was one of the most haunted spots in Salem 
and now there are these luxury apartments, and they have problems all the time with activity yeah. because it's, you took that building and made it into this. You know, it's kind of like what did you think was going to happen? Right. Yeah, you can't dress up. It's still going to be a pain. Right. Too much pain. Right. So yeah. just, mm. just, they, they were, I wasn't getting through to her. <laughs> I tried. I did my best. I said, you know, these, these spirits deserve to rest. And you know, putting up a new condo or whatever you're going to do, it's just going to it's going to work in reverse on you. But no one listens to me, so. <laughs> I know, really. Gosh, you know, it's funny. Go ahead, No, I'm just going to say, you know, I just wanted to mo- to mention this because, you know, I do I do some work uh, with somebody else connecting with multidimensional spirits and things once a week. Mm -hmm. And I have my computer, and the battery is totally charged, and it should be going, like, all day long on one charge. But when the energy gets really high, it drains the entire battery. And this has not, not happened before until tonight doing a show. Usually when I'm here doing a show, I don't need to. Now, I'm... My battery is about to go dead. In fact, I just sent an SOS out <laughs> Sorry. to my husband. Bring me the battery. But I think it's, you know, but this is always a reason. I mean, between Maria and you, mm-hmm. <laughs> the energy is very high, very high. So it always ends up doing something like this. If I disappear, you guys, you'll know what happened to me. Um, but I'm trying to get the battery down here to plug in. But, yeah, so... You know, your the energy you carry, the energy Maria carries is is very right. very high, and that's why this is going. This battery's going down oh. fast. Yeah, she's she's really powerful. We uh, we did a um, past life regression one time, and I, she did hers before me, and I'll never forget as long as I live because she went to it like this private room, and she she's going through whatever they're regressing her to, and I can hear her saying things, but I don't know what she's saying. It's, it's very loud, and all of a sudden the lights start dimming. <laughs> Uh-oh. There's no joke, it really <laughs> did, too. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. That's, oh my goodness. It's amazing how these energies interact, electrical and interdimensional. It's They're very much tied together. Oh, so, yeah. anyways, Yeah. Now, your camera that you manifested, is that something that you use to take pictures of spirit? Uh, no, I use it. I do. Um, I, 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 I like nature, so I, I put together a calendar every single year of nature. Um, and that, that's why I wanted it. I wanted to do that, and so I use it for that. I really like being outside. Uh, I currently am sitting here in Traverse City, Michigan, I am looking out at the lake, and the window is open, and I'm loving it. So I, I, right before you, I, before I went on you, the sunset was out there. I took a photograph of that. So that's what I like to do with it. Oh, that's great. That's so it really brings you a lot of joy then. I, just, I, I found that I'm not a very good like person photographer, but boy, nature, I'm pretty good at I can do that. <laughs> That's tremendous. Oh, my goodness. Well, I know, PK, you had a question. I'm going to put myself on hold and and try to get the battery down here before I disappear into thin air. So go ahead and ask your question, and I'm going to make my phone calls to get the emergency uh, plug. (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) Joe, what I was 
curious about this time of year, do you find that there's more activity uh, going on, say, in, well, I'll say graveyards, churchyards, and such as that at this time of year than there usually is? Or is does it not make a difference? Oh, it makes a difference. The, the earth is changing, and, the, you know, the, the earth is talking, and uh, she's going to sleep, and that energy puts out that death energy because, I mean, it doesn't sound nice, but that's, that's what's happening. The leaves are dying, and we're getting into mm-hmm. Scorpio season. So you can incorporate astrology into this. Uh, Scorpios rule death and weird things and sex and, you know, all these under, like the, the lower type of things that, you know, ghosts and stuff like that. So when you right. get into Scorpio season, it does bring up more spirit and more ghosts and things like that. So, yeah, I mean, ever since it turned October, uh, the house here in Mackinac has been extremely active. I haven't done anything different. I just told Maria today, because we have two uh, little toy Shelties, um, I swear to God, we have an extra dog. Uh, we have three somehow. Uh, and I, could, I, I was doing something with them, and Jack ran past me, and then Holly ran past me, and then another one ran past me. I was like, what the heck just happened? I don't have three. And I looked <laughs> in, and they were, they were sitting in there on the couch, and they, they actually made space between them for the extra one, which I couldn't see at that point, but I physically saw it run right by me. For heaven's sakes. Incredible. Well, you know, you, you get such strange feelings about this. And, of course, my birth month is October, so I used to attribute a lot of that to that element because of the changing mm-hmm. over that we go through. But I keep picking up the issues that are ongoing right now. And with what is transpiring worldwide, do you find that it's heavier at this time than it has been for quite a while? Yeah, we're we're really in a lot of trouble. Um, that's what I was saying earlier in the show. The earth mm-hmm. is off of its axis. It's uh, in perfect harmony. We vibrate at 432, but now we're vibrating at 440 hertz, which is chaos, and it's being done on purpose. And it, you, if you look back in history, back when Hitler had taken over um, mm-hmm. or any of his speeches, he would vibrate 440 hertz through the crowd to get them agitated and worked up and upset. Uh, and he did that on purpose because he knew what that would do to people. And now a lot of what we're doing is vibrating at 440. It's agitation. I, it, I was just talking to my dad uh, about this very uh, theory the other day. I said that, you know, people, they're all, always upset all the time. But, I, I you know, I, God, we could go and – totally different direction with this but you know it's my personal opinion just because you know your your tv is telling you to be upset every second of every day and they're creating chaos and the brain can only handle so much and it doesn't matter what we do oh my god a storm is coming oh we're all going to die and as soon as that's done with oh the cow you know this is on fire it's there there's nothing positive anymore those positive stories that news outlets used to put out they don't even bother now it is no it, it, it really is Anything, if you don't buy our insurance, oh, my God, you're paying too much, and you're just putting your family out. If you don't eat our food, you're eating the wrong thing, and, God, you're just going to get cancer. It never ends. There's no positive anymore. I'm back, guys. Thank you. That we could, no, no problem. Is there anything we could – I'm glad you're back. You've you got you to use a personal accountability. You have to create your personal uh, 432 hertz space, but – I say the same thing. 
If it's causing anxiety, turn it off. If it's not making you smile, turn it off. If you're watching TV and the TV commercials come on, mute them because they're all designed to get you anxious and worked up, every right. single one of them now. I noticed it with the children as well. I've got a granddaughter that's in sixth grade, and her and her friends are watching them and how they interact with one another. It's totally different than what I recall. Of course, that's so many years ago. But people aren't, they're not kind to one another. Well, there's so the thing is, there's something yeah, I've talked about this at length. You know, the truth of the matter is, is the bullies you grew up with are still bullies today. They're just online now. They're the exact mm-hmm. same people that they always were. Time didn't change them. They didn't grow into a better person. They suck as much now as they did back then. And I, I, the, the amount of bullying that goes by, I, I, I read something, and this is the most God's honest truth I can say, is don't ever read the comments on something on a thread about something. People come out of the work woodwork just to be cruel, and I personally feel it's because they can hide behind their computer. You know, back when, you know, my growing up in the 70s and 80s, if you talked to somebody the way that people talk to just by saying hello now, you get punched in the face. But now there's no, there's no fear of that. I, don't, I can be in Paraguay talking to you any way I want to. You're not going to do anything about it. That's where, that's where we went off kilter because there's no fear of you doing something about it. Right. No, it's terrible what's happened today. And, and also, just, I mean, talk about spooky. I mean, the fact that these people can attack you from afar and you don't even know who they are and exactly. you can't do anything about it. I mean, it's like people talk about being afraid of ghosts. I'm more afraid of people and oh, what yeah. they're capable of. I agree. Yeah, yeah well, I, I think we all feel the too. same way. People are dangerous. People I, you have to be careful with what you say. You know, they're just, they're, we just, we went, we went so far off of, uh, it's just that I, I think what it is is I don't think that people have um, respect for one another anymore, and the you're, you're in my way, and I, that's how I view people anymore is they're just like you're in my way. I, I tell you, it just it makes me sad uh, to see that. And I don't know, I don't know that this. I'm not being negative when I say this, but I don't know that this can be corrected. I don't. I think we're just too far gone. Because any good that comes out, they squash it immediately. Any positive story put on the back burner, anything positive out, they, they make sure that that's snuffed out. And we're going to talk mm-hmm. about the hurricane. You know, oh, God, you know, Johnny found a $50 bill and turned it into a voice today. Yeah, but you know what? The hurricane's coming in. God, you need to be scared 24-7. I don't know that there's a way out of this this time. Well, let's hope with Halloween that the spooks will make a move. <laughs> there's a there's a theory that we we have been here three different times um yes. that, that, that humanity has been here three different times and they've they've kind of backed it up with some proof that's flipped out that they found like ancient like weapons that shouldn't any civilization never should have had thousands of years ago that they it was crude but it was similar to the weapons that we have today so they're theorizing that we've been here three different times and that each time we wipe ourselves out by the things that are happening right now, and then it starts all over again. 
job. This is interesting. I don't know. It, I don't know if that's true or not. It's, it's interesting. Uh, yeah, you know, that's something that, that's been right. going around quite a bit is people are talking about that, and it's, I think it's probably true. But, again, there's there's so much to be said about what we can manifest and how we can do it mm-hmm. and keeping uh, the energy clear, keeping the energy connected, you know, because it's not just, I think it, it is the third eye and, and the heart. It's also male and female. I mean, there's, mm-hmm. there's just a lot of division that's been created by a number of people and, and groups, yeah. groups with special interests, yes. But, but within us, we have the power to connect those things. We have the power to connect male and female. We have the power to connect third eye and heart and and open ourselves to a different reality. So that's the thing. I think that's the key for people. So it's not just manifesting the outward stuff, you know, the things that we want. Of course, it's great to have those, and it's a good lesson to be able to, to master that and do it. But there's also that internal healing that we can do with the manifestation technique as well. Absolutely, but the, I, I think that <clears throat> the first step is the positivity factor. You have to remain positive, and in today's day and age, it's so hard, but you've got to create, again, personal accountability. You've got to create that space that is yours, that's your yes. 432 hertz. When you walk in, man, that's yours then. That's where you go to get away from things, and it may be just people in the house. I, I, I can't tell you how many times during our Marie and Joe show, they're loving what we're talking about and like, well, my husband and wife hates this. And they think it's a bunch of bunk, blah, blah, blah. And I said the same thing. It's like, okay, that's a respectful opinion, whatever you want, but that's going to hinder you getting where you want to go. You've got to create your positive space that this, this is yours, mm-hmm. you, you know, and if that negativity right. needs to be on the other side of the door every time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even if you have to go outside or or go to your car or, again, somewhere else to at least begin the process of manifestation and, Mm -hmm. again, keeping that positive, it's not that easy to do. I know people talk about it. Yeah, (laughs) it is not that easy. And you're right, especially if you have a partner that you're living with or a roommate or a friend and that person has a totally negative way of approaching life. Because mm-hmm. it's like somebody's pounding on you all the time. Yep, that's, that's 100% what it feels like. True. It's, it, it's it's yep. really hard. It's no joke, but you've you've got to step up and make it so that your little space is your little Shangri La, and that that's where it begins. In my uh, my opinion, I had to change my attitude um, to. I I mean, for instance, there there are certain astrological times. This is more Maria's forte, but. We had just talked about, oh, today will be a really lucky money day, just for instance. And I would find a dollar on the ground. And I would be like, oh, great, I found a dollar. Man, dude, I found a dollar. This is awesome. You know, I had to right. because Because the universe is like, oh, well, he's grateful for that one. Let's see if he does more with two. You know what I'm saying? And it just goes bigger and bigger. And bigger. Yes. Yeah, Gratitude. that's a really important thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. In your classes, Joe, uh, what were some of the big things that people were able to manifest? Um, I have gotten a lot of letters. What I have found, I can think of three right off the top of my head. Uh, they were jobs. Uh, they were no, no, I'm sorry. One was a house sale that they were manifesting, and the other two were uh, major promotions. And they wrote me these long letters saying that I did the class in Frankenmuth back in August. And uh, we did the med- manifestation and the meditation at the end, and I would wanted this 
certain job, whatever it may be. And after my 21 days, I got that exact job. or I, I sold the house that had been sitting on the market for X, Y, and Z. So those are the letters that I'm getting. It, see, I was kind of surprised because when I was asking people in there, they were talking about money as always. But these ones that emailed me were looking for a job or to sell a house or to get rid of something, and it finally happened for them. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. <laughs> it, it's still money, right? Yeah, exactly. Or whatever I mean, it is they going, wanted, yeah. but I was happy. Yeah, amazing. No, it's all good, all good stuff. No, you're you're bringing a high level of of intention and consciousness to all of this too. So people have to really think about this. Is this what I want? Is this what I can support? As you mentioned, you got to have a parking mm-hmm. space for that that black truck. So yeah, right. it's it makes people think about that, which is a good way mm-hmm. to think. Yep. I, it's very really exciting. You might get it. <laughs> Can you realistically afford what you're doing? Are you the type of person that can handle $360 million, or are you going to be broke in three years because you blew through it? (laughs) What type of person are you? Right, exactly. Oh, my goodness. Well, everybody, if you'd like to hook up with Joe and Maria, go to their website, mariashaw.com. You can find out more about Maria's work and also sign up for one of Joe's manifestation workshops. And catch their show. So it's all good. And, Joe, thank you so much for joining us tonight. It's been a very exciting hour with you. Yes, You're welcome. Is. Thank you guys for having me. I really, really appreciate it. Enjoyed it very uh, much, Joe. Thank you. Yeah, our pleasure. Really great. Right. Well, we'll be back next week, everybody, with another exciting show. And until then, we'll see you on the Blue Highway. Good night, everyone. Good night. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for another radio adventure with Supernatural.